Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host Michael and this episode is beginner tip 36 where we will discuss seven common strength training mistakes. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com make electrolyte products to keep you hydrated and keep you from cramping. There are two main theories on what causes muscle cramps. And uh, the first one is the dehydration slash electrolyte theory that if you lose a lot of sodium for your sweat and you don't replace enough of it, uh, which is common when you sweat a lot and you have a high sweat sodium content, this can cause fluid shifts in the body that trigger cramps. The second theory is the neuromuscular theory that muscles tend to cramp when they're overworked and fatigued due to electrical misfiring. And both theories have some evidence going for them. Precision Hydration has a big blog on that. So it's quite likely that muscle cramps have multiple causes, including both of these theories, uh, but maybe not even limited to these. Anyway, this means that it's likely that multiple different interventions are needed to try to avoid and relieve different types of cramps. So, on the hydration side of things, you should choose electrolyte supplements that are strong enough to make a difference. Most sports drinks are very light in sodium, containing roughly 200 to 500 milligrams of sodium per liter. That's 32 ounces. But on average, a liter of sweat or 32 ounces of sweat has 950 milligrams of sodium. So if you lose a liter of sweat and you drink a liter of sports drink, you you go on a very large net negative sodium. Which is why precision hydration has uh, sodium concentrations of 1,000 or 1,500 milligrams per liter in their electrolyte supplements. They also have a 500 milligram version. But uh, if you are a heavy sweater in particular, look for 1,000 or 1,000 milligrams in your supplement. And you can try Precision Hydration and get your first box for free with the promo code DATTRIATHLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, on precisionhydration.com. And big thanks to Roka, that is the world's premium triathlon apparel brand. You can find them on roka.com. There you can find wetsuits, trisuits, buoyancy shorts, swimskins, and sunglasses. And let's talk a little bit about these sunglasses again, because it's something that I haven't talked about as much as the other products in the past. Roka's sunglasses are really next-level sunglasses. I didn't believe that I needed performance sunglasses before I tried Roka, but then I realized that, hey, I do need this. They're ultra-lightweight. They are have patented technology for max retention, so they cannot fall off your face during sport, no matter how you try. Their optics are great, the polarization is great in them, and they also have an advanced performance line that uh, you can have custom fits for and custom design options, so that's really, really neat as well. And whatever you need to shop on Roka, you can get it for 20% off, that's for your entire order, using the promo code Show. all one word, all caps. Alright, so just like we have been doing the last few weeks in the beginner tips, let's talk about mistakes and this time relating to uh, strength training. And I have seven mistakes to cover today. One, not having a purposeful plan. Two, joining irrelevant classes. Three, poor form and technique. Four, not lifting heavy. Five, insufficient recovery between sets. Six, poor post-workout and daily fueling and nutrition, and seven, not tracking progress. 
So number one, not having a purposeful plan. It's a very common mistake, even in your overall training structure with the swim, bike, run component. But I think it's even more so uh, common in strength training. So just ask yourself, if you are a gym goer, uh, when you are in the gym, how often do you decide only once you're already in the gym, one exercise at a time, what you'll do next? How often do you have no thought as for what weights and rep and set numbers you should be using? As long as you can lift it without breaking your back, of course. And how often do you ignore the timing of your recovery between different sets and do it just on feel, quote unquote, or not recover at all? So we we could talk for hours about each of these components. They are foundational pillars of a good progressive strength training program but instead i'll just refer you to uh to episode 81 on that triathlon show that's called the triathlete's strength training formula i'll link to it in the description and also my blog post on the topic which i also link to which is called triathlon strength training in 2018 the definitive guide so there you can find out more about these details but just to encourage you to acknowledge that precisely like in swim bike and run training you have to have a plan that include all of these things the exercises that you'll do the weights the sets the reps and the recovery between sets some other things as well like whether you do max strength or explosive strength training would be useful to include but uh, but it's not the main thing really it doesn't have to be super advanced or fancy as long as it works and is progressive that's the main thing. It can be very simple. And in fact, in many cases, a simple plan is uh, the best plan. But uh, the final point about it being progressive is also one thing that I want to emphasize. If you are not getting stronger in the gym, you're sort of wasting your time. Unless, of course, your goals are completely different. Different. That might be a different story. If you go to the gym to work on mobility, uh, then that's, of course, fine. But if you are actually doing some sort of strength training, you want to get stronger, period. All right, so number two, joining irrelevant classes. 95% of the athletes that I talk to at one point or another mentioned that time is one of their biggest struggles with triathlon training. This is true for me as well, and I bet that even for most professional athletes it is. This, of course, leads to, uh, to all sorts of conclusions, but especially that in our sports we have to be smart with how we use our time and not waste any precious training time on the kind of training that has little to no benefit for us getting closer to our goals. And with the vast majority of gym classes, I think this falls in the bucket of uh, not optimal use of time and borderline time wasting. In many cases, it is uh, outright time wasting for sure. But take as an example, a one-hour Pilates class. So that's i'm not saying that pilates is bad by any means but it's significantly less effective use of time than to do 20 minutes of functional strength training six days a week at home and yes you can do six days a week times 20 minutes because you need to factor in the transportation to the gym etc with that one hour pilates class Uh, and uh, yeah so that would be much more beneficial also another thing that would be much more beneficial is uh, if you for example go to the gym you want to go to the gym then do 15 minutes of warm-up and mobility then 30 minutes of weightlifting and then 15 minutes of core training and functional strength training rather than 60 minutes of pilates another example yoga Rather than a 60-minute yoga class, maybe you do 3 times 20 minutes mobility and 3 times 20 minutes functional strength at home, spread out over 6 days. Again, a much bigger return on investment. 
Uh, so you see what I mean here. There's too much time wasting going on, especially with going to these long one-hour classes. It's uh, not really... You don't get the most out of your your input from those sorts of classes. And in many cases, you actually don't need the sort of training stimuli that uh, that these classes provide. For yoga and Pilates, for example, I think it's perfectly fine to do them for 20 minutes or so. But then after that, the return on investments gets very low. But in other cases, like body pump and aerobics and the likes, then that's definitely in the realm of no value whatsoever from a triathlon perspective. Uh, so in those cases, you would want to completely swap those classes for some purposeful strength and conditioning work to get the most out of, your, out of your time. But keep in mind, of course, that this is from the perspective of triathlon training. And uh, if uh, your goal is also to have fun with friends and just be generally healthy, then it might make sense to not focus uh, completely on triathlon and do that one-hour aerobics class. So I'm not saying that that's wrong. But from a triathlon perspective, it is definitely uh, time-wasting. Number three is uh, poor form and technique. This applies to both functional strength and core training and as well as weightlifting, but especially when lifting weights, since uh, if you lift with poor form and technique, you are at a serious risk of injury. This is absolutely critical. Uh, so, And with free weights especially, and since that is one of the most effective ways of lifting, you need to make sure that you get your technique right. By starting out with low weights, maybe even just body weight or just uh, just the bar. For example, in the squat, you need to think about things like the width and uh, the angling of your feet, your posture and posterior chain alignment, how your knees track. There's a lot going on there. And so even if you think that you have good form, you have experience in the gym, it's worth having somebody spot you. So look at your form the next time you go to the gym. Of course, it should be somebody who knows what correct technique really is. And if you're inexperienced with lifting weights, you should make the investment in getting a personal trainer or perhaps your coach, if your coach, triathlon coach that is, uh, knows these things to help you learn the right technique off the bat the first few times that you you go and, and start a strength training program. This will pay off big time because... Learning to get the technique right will allow you then to actually make big improvements in your strength, which will lead to triathlon improvements. And also strength and conditioning will then be an injury prevention mechanism for you rather than an injury generation mechanism. Tip number four, or mistake number four, not lifting heavy. So I mentioned already that at least one of your goals with strength and conditioning should be to become stronger. And for that, you need a progressive strength training plan. But uh, more specifically than just being progressive, to get the most bang for your buck in terms of strength that translates to improvement in triathlon performance, the research is very clear that you should be uh, lifting high weights, low reps. And this means uh, up to six reps at most. If you don't go down this route, you're very likely to stagnate quite quickly and waste a lot of time not getting any stronger anymore. So for more details, definitely see episode 81 and that blog post that i'll link to uh, but uh, this is something that is quite foreign to many newcomers in the gym so so i do want to emphasize its importance here again in terms of the improvements that translate to actual triathlon performance 
but be careful and uh, you of course need to start easy start with body weight start with just the bar etc and uh, be careful when you first get into lifting heavy weights that would be one of those situations when uh, getting that pt the personal trainer to come back and spot you for a follow-up lesson would be very much recommended uh, from my perspective when you first graduate from from the t- learning the technique with light and moderate weights to using heavy weights one more thing by the way if you're afraid of bulking up by lifting heavy uh, you don't need to worry first to bulk up you need to have a caloric surplus uh, for it to be even theoretically possible so you need to consume more calories than you uh, than you burn and uh, that's usually not something that triathletes tend to do and second the type of weightlifting that actually causes bulking up and increased muscle size is lifting a large volume of moderate to lighter weights whereas high reps low weight training uh, that will get you stronger a lot stronger but you will do so without bulking up it's uh, the neuromuscular programming that it improves to make you stronger all right mistake number five is insufficient recovery between sets so when you're lifting heavy you're using energy that is stored in the cells immediately for immediate use These stores are very limited. They last roughly 8 seconds for the very fastest of energy systems and about 20, maybe 30 seconds for the second fastest. And for these uh, stores to replenish after using them, it takes 2 to 3 minutes to even restore them to maybe 60 to 70% of their original capacity. And if you want to make the most of your strength training, especially when doing low reps, high weight, you need to have these stores available or you won't be lifting to your capacity. Which leads us to that you actually need to recover for two to three minutes. Do nothing, maybe some light stretching, although I wouldn't recommend stretching the muscles that you are working in that current exercise, but maybe something else. If you're squatting, you might stretch your uh, your your shoulders or something like that, but uh, but not your legs necessarily. That would be my recommendation. Anyway, the important thing here is that you need to recover for, for two to three minutes between sets. Don't try to cram in additional exercises in that time. Don't try to do arms after legs because you'll still be using, uh, using energy. So just take it easy, meditate, do whatever you like, but take that recovery period. Mistake number six is poor post-workout and daily fueling and nutrition. When you lift weights, you are causing some serious muscle damage, and that's fine. It's all part of the plan, because then the idea is that through muscle protein synthesis, the muscles will repair and get stronger. But this is dependent on a few things. First, you need to have enough calories in general. If you are in a serious caloric deficit, then you're doing damage to your body, which it can't repair because it's working over time, even just to prevent starvation and keep the the vital functions going. Second, you need good post-workout fueling. This is really, really important. And this means having a snack with uh, protein and carbs immediately after lifting, or at least within 30 minutes. You need the carbs to speed up the protein absorption rate and the muscle protein synthesis. So the amounts that you would be looking for is uh, 20 to 30 grams of protein. If you are more muscular, you're a male or you're a more muscular female, then go for 30 perhaps especially if you've been lifting, having a, a bigger lifting session. And then 20 to 50 grams of carbs, so roughly a 1 to 1 to 1 to 2 ratio of protein to carbs. And while most of the day, of course, you know that uh, I'm big on focusing on eating real unprocessed food, 
post-workout is a great time to have that recovery shake because they are engineered with the types and ratios of carbs and proteins that will maximize your absorption rate and the muscle protein synthesis. Another thing, a final consideration, is protein throughout the day and spreading out your protein intake. This is something that a lot of athletes get wrong. Almost all of their protein come at dinner, which you can only absorb like 20 to 30 grams in one go anyway. So this is a total waste. You should have usually less protein but more times per day. So 20 to 30 grams with each and every meal plus that post-workout snack potentially a, another snack if you're training a lot and and you burn a lot of calories just through your resting metabolic rate etc so spreading out that protein intake having a couple of eggs for breakfast some good quality lean protein for lunch and dinner and that post-workout snack that's a, a great place to start and mistake number seven is not tracking progress you've heard me say before that what you're not measuring you're not managing so just like you need to measure progress in your swim, bike and run training, you should do so in strength training. Uh, because if you're not improving, you need to take a step back and analyze why you're not improving and try to change something in your plan or in and around your training. Uh, perhaps it might be a problem with your recovery or your nutrition. Uh, so, so this is really simple. Just keep a log in training peaks if you're using that or in, uh, in, with notes and, notes and paper. Uh, pen and paper <laughs> note keeping with pen and paper i should say uh, but uh, the important thing is that you're tracking your progress so just to reiterate one more time because this is so important you should expect to see improvements in your strength when you're going to the gym it's not a question of just going there doing some lifting and not caring for what improvements you are seeing or not seeing you should be seeing them and tracking the progress is the only way that you can verify that this is happening Alright, so I hope you enjoyed this and found it useful. Be sure to check out the, the blog post and the podcast episode mentioned in uh, and that I'll link to in the description. Also, I have a page with all the strength and conditioning related episodes and blog posts that I also link to in the episode description. And you can find it under popular topics on scientifictriathlon.com. Uh, there's some in the menu bar, there's uh, uh, a popular topics item and th then there's a drop down menu and you can choose strength training from that while you're on scientifictriathlon.com if you're interested in training plans coaching or consulting you can find all the details of these services and products right then and there big thanks to our sponsors roca that make the best triathlon apparel in the world from wetsuits tri suits buoyancy shorts swimskins to sunglasses that i talked about at the front of this episode Go to roca.com and check out their products and uh, use the promo code THATTRAFLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, for 20% off your entire order. And thanks to Precision Hydration that you can find on precisionhydration.com. Take their free online sweat test to get an individualized hydration plans for your individual sweat rate and sweat sodium content. And then use the promo code THATTRAFLONSHOW, all one word, all caps, to get your first box for free. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon. <laughs>